Big Fluff. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. And now, your host. Miniature dog enthusiast, Joel Murphy. Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And this is super exciting to bring to you guys. Uh, I think you are really going to enjoy today's special bonus episode. I am chatting with Lane Moore, who you may remember I uh, previously chatted with like earlier this past summer. And, uh, at the time, uh, I started asking her questions and a lot of the questions I was kind of like, Oh, that's covered in my book. That's, uh, coming out in November. So we made a plan then to just follow up and talk about the book. And that is what this is. The book is called how to be alone. It comes out November 6th, which, uh, if you're listening to this one, it came out, that's tomorrow. And I'm going to ask you guys uh, a favor. I'm not in any way uh, paid to do this. I, I get nothing from recommending this, but like buy this book. It's so good. Uh, they sent me an advanced copy of it. I read it pretty much in like a day or two. It, it's beautiful. It's beautifully written. Uh, it, it's emotional. It's sweet. It's funny. And you will get a lot out of it. And also, uh, Lane Moore wrote something amazing, and I, I want to see it succeed because often things are kind of garbage these days. So this would be a nice thing, especially on the day that it happens to come out that we're not going to talk about for various political reasons. But, you know, maybe a nice thing could be that on November 6th, this book comes out and sells really well. And, uh, you know, you all get enjoyment from it. And it's great. So do that. And if you're not sold by that pitch, uh, then listen to this interview and see if you make it to the end without like clicking order on that book. Uh, but it, without further ado, this is my interview with Lane Moore. All right. Uh, well, uh, first of all, I, I read the book. Uh, I loved it. It's really good. So just put Oh, it... thank you. Yay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to get that awkwardness out of the way just right up front. Totally. But... <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So um, how like when did it, this start coming together? Like when when did you decide I have a book and this is it? Um. You know, always, to be honest, I feel like I've been writing, I have, I've had a folder on my computer for like most of my life, honestly, that said book. And so I've been, you know, I knew I was going to write a book one day and knew it since I was like five, because I would write little, my own little quote unquote book. 
Um, and so I've had a folder where I would just write stories and take notes and I wanted to remember everything and all this stuff. So, um, you know, I knew that I was writing so much about relationships and dating and how we connect. And I come from this extreme solitude of like raising myself and not ever really having a support system or like, you know, the kind of like love and support and encouragement that everyone apparently claims to have, but me, which of course is not true, but that's absolutely how it felt my whole life. Um, so I was like, Oh, this is, I think this is the book and also tackling, you know, even friends of mine who have had those things are still in a lot of pain and still feel really alone. So I was like, okay, so no matter what you got, you, we all still landed at the same crappy place. So I can try to take my knowledge and, you know, almost expertise, I would say, at this point <laughs> of being alone for so long and pass that on in the hopes of, you know, offering people help and comfort and, you know, also a bunch of really funny stories. Uh, will you... You talk about a lot of, uh, you know, sort of traumatic things that you've been through. And then you also sort of. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel free to use that for the pool quote if you need that. <laughs> like, uh, but uh, no, uh, but you also yeah. don't talk about uh, things and sort of allude to other uh, traumatic things or, or you know, there's for stuff sure. that's implied. And, and so I guess I was curious about that of like, what was the decision process like to decide what to share, what not to share, how to share it, like finding yeah. the right tone. Yeah, that was the hardest. That was the hardest thing to do because I think when you've experienced a lot of trauma, there's there's this want to, um, to there's this 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 feeling of like you have to prove it, um, you know, and you've got to like list every single thing. And I, I I feel that at least I definitely feel like you know felt felt like if I don't list everything single thing that's ever happened to me, you know, they won't they won't know and they'll only know some of the things. And even now, you know, when I see people saying like, oh, this is Lane Moore's story, and I'm like, oh, darling, that is this is like <laughs> five pages of like a twenty book novel of like what my life has been like and the crazy things that have happened and how much pain has been there. This is a really like introductory <laughs> sampler platter. But, um, you know, to be honest with you, it was really a lot of just, um, what can I handle saying right now? What can I handle talking about? And a lot of the things that I put in there, I can't handle. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it did take, I had, I had someone say that the book was brave and that made me really happy because I kind of brushed it off, you know, was just like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay, fine. But then I thought about it and I was like, Lane, you almost died while making this like 40 times. So this is brave. If you did something that consistently was making you feel like you couldn't make it out of this a lot, then that that is brave. It's that yeah. So it was just kind of like, what can I, what story is that I semi semi ready to talk about now to tell the overall story and to explain why I've been alone my whole life because it's you know I think it's it's a story I haven't seen told before. So I think I just thought like okay I can be brave. I'll just tell it as best I can with what I have now. Yeah. I think there's such a, a beauty too to the vulnerability of it and the the almost like kind of meta level of like reading it when you you I, I feel like something that comes up a lot is you saying like even now as I'm writing this like I tear up thinking about this moment or like there's this kind of like just beautiful openness to it that like I, I feel like I I haven't seen that kind of 
acknowledgement of the writing process in a lot of, you know what I mean? Like everyone tends to talk about everything in the past, but then you, you give like sort of the present of like, this is how I feel talking about this now, which I found really fascinating. And I thought that that was like really beautiful to, to, I don't know, feel how you felt remembering these moments, you know? No, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really touched by hearing that because, you know, so much of, of, of the book was, I, I didn't, I didn't want to do it the way I'd seen other people do it. I, I, that's kind of the, that's kind of the way I feel like I approach all of my art forms. I'm just like, I don't care how it's typically done. This is what feels right to me. This is what rings true. This is what sounds right to me. And I, I wanted to, I think that was also a big part of, you know, a, a big part of that was so many books, talk about this in the book, so many books where like someone had a rough childhood or a rough teen years or, you know, a rough their whole life. So I'm going to check that box. Um, <laughs> when you, when you talk to, you know, when you read about those stories, it's always like the ending is always great. Like they got married and now they feel no pain ever again. And and we love those stories for some reason. I never loved them. They always made me feel extra alone. Like, you know, you're reading something and you're relating to someone. And then one thing happened to them. They got a job. They got, usually it's that they got married. And you know, <laughs> that they're no longer alone and now all their problems are solved. And that is not my case. And honestly, that is not the case for almost everybody. Even if you get married, you still feel lonely. Even if, you know, you find your soulmate, they're not going to fix you. Like, so I just think that the times that we see that vulnerability, the times that we see that pain, they're always looking at it like it was 40 years ago and now they're healed. And I thought that it would be potentially even more healing to read a book by somebody who was like, no, I'm so lonely a lot. And I don't know if I get to have friends in a relationship in a way that I always thought I would. But here's what I've learned because I don't think that you can rely on this idea that like once you get married or once you find the perfect relationship or you find the perfect group of friends that like now all of your issues are solved like that's just not true uh, well what i loved too is uh obviously a lot of the book is about romantic relationships but i i found that what actually the relationships that you had that i think like kind of affected me the most were uh, one, when you talk about babysitting, uh, the, uh, particularly the kid, uh, Phoenix, and then yeah. uh, the end of the book, too, which uh, I guess this is a spoiler. I don't feel like it's a spoiler. So, But like you and you don't get married, you get a dog. And it's sort of this beautiful, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, no, a, totally. I, I, I say that I'm just like this. Ends, it ends being a story where like the person, quote unquote, who saved me is a rescue dog. And I think that that's so lovely because I think that's also true for so many people who've had hard lives is it ends up being animals that we connect with more than any. Like, you see that happen so often. I think we're seeing it more and more. And that's why, you know, a lot of, like, veterans, it's like they have these dogs who, like, save them. And I, I felt very much the same way. Like, she saves my life every day. Say it all the time. Just, and it's this beautiful. I do feel like I do feel like my love story with her and I is, like, the greatest love story ever. <laughs> like, it's just so much more, you know, beautiful. I never experienced unconditional love before this dog and every day I have it I'm like shocked and it's the coolest way so yeah I think that I think that that's you know I also think that's one of the book's takeaways which is that like find that connection however you can like dating isn't working out for you and it's just disappointing you and you're not able to get what you want out of it okay your friendships suck and you feel like you know your friends aren't giving you as much as you need or want or think they should give like okay so you know, what's left? 
I think is, you know, and for me, my connection with animals has been really huge. My connection with strangers and I talked about stranger luck in there and, you know, and my relationship to children and like, there's all these other connections to be formed and we don't try. I'm glad you brought that up because we really do just kind of make it like, you got to have a solid friend group and a partner or else you're fucked and you, you're going to die. Well, right. And yeah, and I think that that, again, is something that's cool because, you know, obviously the the book, it's, you know, how to be alone. Like it's this like I think everyone's initial idea is like, oh, this is going to be about romance. And, and obviously there's a lot of that. But yeah, it's it's almost like like because of the these narratives, we forget that that like, oh, yeah, there's like other connections with humans and animals that are possible, you know, like the. And they're not sad. Like, I think that we, you know, we do think that way where it's just like, oh, this person just like lives alone with their animal. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe the world's been really hard for them. And maybe humans have not been that great to them. Like, shut up. If somebody can connect (laughs) with an animal and that animal feels like their child or their, or their best friend or their family, like, what is that hurting? They feel loved. And the more people we have in the world who feel loved and love themselves, the better the world's going to be. It's okay. Uh, uh, well, I, I wanted to talk a bit too about, um, you know, we, like I mentioned just, you know, the stuff that you decide to share versus not share, but I, I'm curious in a larger sense too, cause you're talking about people, like you're talking about people that exist, you know? And yeah. I, I was just curious about navigating that, like how you decide, you know, like if you had a relationship with a person or like, you know, what, what you felt like was okay to share, how to share it, like how you approached you know, telling those stories. I think I thought it was important to show my like touchstone relationships that really shaped me and, you know, pushed me more towards solitude or, or how, you know, the way I think so many of us, especially if we have tough backgrounds, bounce off people and, and, and how we interact, I think is so important. And the best way that I could think to do that is be like, well, here are some relationships that I had that were really, you know, that were really important and made a difference. And, you know, were they healthy? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and there's also, there's just that like distance that you need a lot of times of like, cause when you're in it, you can't see things clearly. And then the more time you're able to go like, Oh yeah, no, now it's pretty obvious that this isn't. uh, Exactly. I'm like, and it's, you know, it was definitely, there were moments when writing it where I was like, Oh, we weren't good together. <laughs> like, I think there's even one of those in the book where it's like you. Yeah, I was like gonna a, say. I think I said that. I think I, I do. Yeah, I do. At one point, I'm just like, oh, I see now. This relationship was bad. <laughs> yeah, it just feels yeah, <laughs> like super genuine. Of like, oh, oh, right. Like in it. It was. It was because it was literally while I was writing, and I was like, oh, this wasn't good. This is never gonna work. Okay, I'm there now. Well, and it, I guess it's fascinating too of like putting a book together and approaching like because you're kind of dealing with a theme and you're dealing with this through line of your life and then you know that that works really well for a narrative but then also you go like oh like this is the narrative of my life like these are the through line like I I wonder what that process is like to kind of be able to see those that stuff you know in hindsight yeah I mean it's I was I think that that was no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you that. Like, oh, writing this was so healing. Like, I'm a raw nerve. No. Um, it was not. <laughs> but there were moments like that where I was like, oh, whoa, okay, I put that together. And so I do feel like I was able to like tie some bows on some <laughs> on some boxes and put them in a in a high shelf. And I was like, oh, all right, I figured that out now. I 
possible. And knowing what happened there, I could finally kind of, I don't have to keep wrestling about like what went wrong. It's like, I know what went wrong. It's on page 32. Well, what is it like now? You're at this sort of interesting point of the the book exists and it's about to come out, but it hasn't come out yet. But you're you're doing interviews like this, like like what is the emotionally where you at now with it? Like what what's this part of the process feel like? It's yeah, it's hard. It's it's a weird and it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a little overwhelming because it's like I'm talking about all these things and I knew. I knew when I was sitting out there, I was like, this book is so vulnerable and like I'm being so raw and so open and I can only hope and pray that, you know, being, being able to, to do that and, and trusting that I did this because I want people to feel less alone. I want people to feel loved like this is, and, and I want people to feel seen, uh, who've maybe been through similar experiences. And so, I keep remembering, I keep reminding myself of that while I'm like, you know, squeezing my own arm to try to soothe myself while I'm talking about stuff that I don't really like talking about. Um, so yeah, but hopefully it's for the greater good. Do you have any plans for the, the day it comes out? Like, have you put any thought to like, you know, w- what that'll be like? Or? What do you mean? Oh, just like, I don't know, you're going to wake up that day. <laughs> like, is there book release day? Like, do you have any plans for, for that specific day? Is I mean, is there... Yeah, pr- I've got, I have some, yeah, I have some book events. I have an event at the Strand that's going to be hosted by my friend Scott Rogowski, and we're going to talk about the book. And I've got another event at QED in Astoria that I'm going to talk to uh, Selena Kopic and Katie Kampa, two long-time friends of mine as well, about the book. And then um, I'm going to LA the following week. So, like... There's there's gonna be some there's gonna be some good book events and stuff like that and I think that that's when it'll feel real and that's when I'll probably get most excited because right now I'm just getting very like you know I'm like sitting all my ducks in a row yeah <laughs> I'm like preparing I'm preparing and then I think you know when when the day actually happens I'll be like holy shit I wrote a book what? <laughs> this is crazy so it's you know I'm still on the point where it's like I can't really believe it yet. But when I go to the Strand or when I go to Book Soup in L.A. and I see my books on the shelves, like, I'm blown and I'm very ready for that. I'm very excited. Uh, do you have any kind of measure of success? And, and I mean, I mean that in any sense, like just seeing it on the shelf. Is that like, have you succeeded or have you thought about like what your kind of loftiest hope is with the book? I mean, I would love for it to turn into like, a TV series or a movie where I would get to play me. How cool would that be? <laughs> like, Not, you know, who doesn't think about that with it, with their book, especially, you know, about snapshots of their life. I think that'd be so cool. No, and I, I definitely, uh, just to further, uh, this, this, like, yeah, I think there's a very cinematic quality to a lot of the writing. I, I would watch it. So if that helps, you, have, <laughs> you have one vote. Totally. I was I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I would want to do all of the things. I'd be like, can I be the music supervisor? Can I also direct it? Can I be in it? I want to be so involved. Because <laughs> that's me. I, I also, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't mention writing the theme song. Like, I assume that's a given, like... Totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. It's a TV show? Uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and even if it's a movie, I'll be like, this movie will have a theme song. I'll be like, okay. Oh, yeah. You could totally do the classic. You could be like Will Smith or something. You could, you know, like go back to that. Oh, uh, my God. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My men in black theme. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Same thing. 
Same exact movie. Yeah. Same it, Academy alone. Same yeah, thing. It's pretty much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> thematically, <laughs> Aliens, it's childhood trauma. Yeah. No, it's it's falls in love with a dog. <laughs> you know, there are some crossovers. <laughs> yeah. Set in New York, yeah. falls in love with a dog, like meets a lot of odd characters. Like there's there's more crossover than you'd think. I think. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I know that we're like right up against time, uh, but yeah. Is there anything I didn't mention? Anything else that you want to make sure is said before we end this interview? Um, I don't. I think just um, yeah. Please pre-order the book or order the book or go to your local bookstore and, and get How to Be Alone. And I'm uh, at Hello Lane Moore on Instagram and Twitter. All right. Perfect. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, no, thanks so much. Like I said, I really did love the book. I think it's beautiful, and I'm very excited to see what happens with it. Yay, thank you so much. Yeah, hopefully all the things, and then I'll, I'll talk to you about it. I'll be like, I know, it's a good film. I'll be vocal. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. Bye. Take care. There you go. Lane Moore, How to Be Alone, available tomorrow, November 6th. Get it, read it. She's the best. And uh, to wrap this show up, we're actually, we're going to give you a little bit more Lane Moore. This is uh, one of the songs from her band. Uh, It was Romance. So I hope you enjoy it. And remember, question everything.
of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We We have have to to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peak Sloth Network at peaksloth.com. Peaksloth.com.